Party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It's Monday. Oh, my gosh. The weekend is all over my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, Studio 22, the Mothership, Puppet Master Mark, and, of course, Chris Cruz driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, there was a football game last night. I It was somewhere in the background of my life that was going on. Uh, we had a we had a uh, little get together with some fine folks in uh, Montgomery County, Texas, and uh, every now and then I, I could hear like some screaming that was going on, and I think that was the halftime show. I don't know. Uh, Mark, Chris, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Did you care anything about it? Did it matter any whatsoever to you guys? Uh, no, I decided to go with the uh, Big Brother celebrity yeah. with Julie Chen. Yeah. And then went to bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> well, I I um I was there for it. I I, what, I don't really care. Um I the only the only vested interest I had in the Super Bowl was I wanted to see well, two things. One, there were there were three George Bulldogs that were on the LA Rams. So at my I was pulling for them, particularly Matt Stafford, his quarterback. But more importantly, I wanted to see just how many uh people of note whether it's uh, politicians or celebrities, weren't going to be wearing their masks. And, of course, the mayor, I posted on my social media, the mayor of L.A., who, again, took a picture with Magic Johnson two weeks ago at the playoff game and said he just, when he took his mask off, he held his breath for two seconds, um, as though that matters. We've, we beat that dog. Um, he was seen, again, conversing with others with no mask on, so I've discovered that the reason this guy doesn't need to wear a mask and he can hold his breath so long and have conversations is because he's talking out of his ass. Uh, so, so um, you know, whatever. Maybe he's evolving in some kind of way to be able to just breathe through the gills. But uh, there were lots, lots of celebrities there. Uh, no mask in sight. And so I just want to remind everybody that pandemics do not have Super Bowls. All right. You don't have you don't you don't put 70,000 people together in a big uh, in a big punch bowl and uh, just turn them loose um, <laughs> when you when everybody's dying. So, you know, you can see there's Andy Garcia and there's uh, who's that? Chris Rock. And there's uh, Bron Bron. There's Magic Johnson and uh, Charlie Theron. Let's see who we can all name. There's Marky Mark. He's just probably pissed he wasn't a part of the Super Bowl halftime show. Sean Penn doesn't know he's on the planet. Um, who's that there? Is that Matt Damon? Yep. Is that who that is? I can't believe I recognize all these people. Um, but I saw pictures, of course, of, um, of J-Lo and Ben Affleck. And I saw uh, Martha Stewart and Guy Fieri. Who else did we see? I saw... Um, Ellen DeGenerate, Degenerate, uh, saw but her there. We don't there. care about her though. Looking she's rough. She's, she's canceled. She looks like Eminem. She looks like. She looking rough. Um, <laughs> looking brutal, Ellen. But uh, they, there it is. So the pandemic's over, uh, and what you're going to see happen here, guys, is is uh, you know I I'm a, I'm a fortune teller. I, I'm a prophet. I can tell the future. So I'm going to use as an example Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke, 
who came out the other day and he said, uh, you know, we're not interested in taking things away from people. We want to make sure that we protect your Second Amendment. Now, back when he was running for president, he said, hell yeah, we're coming for your AR-15s. Hell yeah, we're coming for your AK-47. But now he's running for governor in Texas, and he knows that Texans aren't going to put up with that kind of rhetoric. So he's changed his tune. So the same, so they're allowed to do that because they're leftists. They're allowed to do that, right? There's no accountability to anybody, just like the Durham report now that's coming out about the Hillary Clinton campaign spying on Donald Trump's campaign. Uh, I know. They said they didn't do it. I mean, I heard, I heard her say on 60 Minutes that there's no evidence. When, she was, then, when what's her name was uh, interviewing uh, Donald Trump, there's no evidence. We can't keep saying this. There's no evidence. We'll play that later on. But I just want to point out to people that you can flip-flop if you're a lefty. So here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. The poll numbers look like crap for, for the progressives. And they know the midterm elections are coming up in November. It's going to be a red wave. It's going to be, bam, just a tidal wave of conservatism. Just bam, because they know that lefty progressive policies don't work. $100 bills to fill up my truck with diesel. Uh, and trust me, that gets expensive on the campaign trail. And I'm paying for it, by the way. I, I ain't paying for fuel with campaign donations or anything else like that. I'm paying for it out of my own pocket. It gets expensive. Um, and then you got 7.5% inflation. So, you know, pretty rough right there when, when every dollar in your pocket is really only worth like 92 cents. Nine, you know, or, or, you know it's kind of rough. So... Um, they're going to flip-flop. They're going to, they're going to open things back up. This, this pandemic, this, this, this thing that was going to be a dark, brutal winter of death, or whatever Bill Back Better said, this, this winter of death, it's suddenly it's just going to be erased. They're going to let people try to go back to normal. And then they're going to say, we cured COVID. We are responsible for opening back up. Just like, just like Greg Abbott did in Texas. You know, everybody's like, well, he opened the state up. Yeah, he closed it down in the first place. You can't play firefighter and arsonist and expect to get away from it when we're going to call you out on your BS. But that's what the left, that's what the Biden administration is going to do. They're going to say they shut down the whole deal. And uh, they're going to pat themselves on the back. They're going to celebrate. And the, and the sheeple out there are just going to say, oh, aren't they just fine people that just really care about the American citizens? Um, but no, they, in, in, um, in California, they've eased the mask mandates just in time for the Super Bowl, by the way. Las Vegas did the same thing. But your kids still have to mask up and go to school. So you still got to load. You still got to put your face diaper on the kids and uh, keep them from breathing oxygen and send them out there. And, you know, again, Timmy goes to school wearing a Spider-Man mask and comes home wearing a Superman mask because he traded with Johnny at lunch. Uh, that's just the reality of what's going to go on. So um, it's child abuse is what it is. And people can come at me all they want because they say, oh, you don't have a right to say anything about these masks. I'm, I, listen, you can wrap your head in a tampon or a maxi pad. I don't care what you do. But when it comes down to the hypocrisy of the whole thing, I'm going to call it out. And this is hypocritical. So when the elites are out there maskless, frolicking at the Super Bowl, um, 
and I, you know, I and they're going to send kids to school. Um, I don't get it, and 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 they don't work. That's the thing. I mean, it, it, if there was any evidence, any evidence whatsoever that masks work, you could make an argument there. But the 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 states that lifted the mandates, whether it's Florida or Texas or whatever, and it started unmasking its citizens. The COVID rates have been the exact same as the states that are masked up. So, so the numbers don't, aren't any different. So it, obviously the masks aren't anything that made any form of any type of difference. So anyway, maybe I'm crazy. I wrote a book called Am I Crazy? You can still get it. Um, Amazon's actually got a deal going on it right now. Yeah. I'm like in the bargain basement. Um, it's a fantastic place to be. Uh, I want to talk to you about Texas, though, because early voting started today. Um, happy, some, for some of you, it's Valentine's Day. For me, it's Singles Awareness Day. Uh, I, I, um, I, want to, I want to remind you guys, um, do something nice for your gal or your guy or whatever, however you float. I don't care. But uh, February 14th, it is the first day of early voting. I've gotten tons of messages. Tons and tons of messages from people uh, coming in saying that they have voted and they voted for me, uh, which is surreal. It's humbling. It's an honor. It's quite incredible. Uh, we've worked our tails off. Um, you know, we've busted our butts and there's still people out there. I mean, there's even people close to me in my life who are like, are you serious about this? And I'm like, would you please pay attention? I mean, 18 months we've been campaigning all over the state. of Texas. I drove. Chris, I drove from Midland, Texas to Houston the other day. That's a long drive. That's, it took me about seven and a half hours. Uh, and still not even, not even at either tip of Texas at that point. Um, and I know, I know you long haul truckers. I mean, that's not even a day's work for you, but it was, it was a long trip. It was a long trip. You know why? Because I love this state. I love this state. Tomorrow night, so we're going to have to pre-tape some shows, just kind of break down the fourth wall, let you guys know what's going on. We're going to have to pre-tape some shows today for Tuesday and Wednesday night. Got some, got some special topics coming that we're going to hammer on. But uh, I'm going to be in Horseshoe Bay, Texas, tomorrow night, Tuesday. And then I'm going to be in Bandera, Texas, Wednesday night. So come out, hang out with us. I'm going to be uh, doing a show in Greenville, Texas on the 25th at the Texan. We, by the way, had an awesome show in Midland, Texas, Friday night at the Wagner Noel. Thanks to everybody who came out. We even had a marriage proposal. He said yes. Yeah, my friend Liz asked uh, my, my friend uh, Ford if he'd marry her. She proposed to him on stage. He said, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was a good night. A lot of fun. But um, where are we going to be in Texarkana on the 18th? Have a fundraiser in Dublin, Texas at Lucky Vines Winery on February 23rd. And another fundraiser at Moe's Place in Katy, Texas. Everybody knows Moe's Place. Uh, Katy, Texas on February 27th. Uh, for, my, for my election returns watch party, I'm going to grab a bottle of tequila and go hide in a closet. That's where I'm going to be. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to be in a fetal position, sucking my thumb, humming "Jesus loves me" while I rock back and forth uh, with a bottle of tequila. That's where I'm going to be on March first. Just kidding. Um, and uh, anyway, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But 
We gotta we gotta get this big government out of our life, folks. The government overreach, even in the state of Texas, grassroots conservatives are fed up with career politicians. And everybody sitting in there right now is a career politician. And people are just tired of it. So they're showing up to vote. These people who have never voted in a primary election are showing up across the board in Texas. There's tons of people who are saying things like we're voting on we're we're dusting off our voter uh, card and we're gonna show up. Uh, these people are tired of it. We have uh, we've got our billboard campaign that's going on around the state right now. So if you if you're looking at the digital billboards, you probably see my ugly mug on it uh, from time to time. But uh, we're getting I don't know twenty five thousand, thirty thousand impressions a day uh, on on some of those. And um, so anyway, it's pretty good. I mean, uh, the momentum is huge. And I got to shake hands with some people last night, convince them of why I'm running for governor in the state of Texas, and convince them that uh that it was that i was the best option i'm the only non-politician running for this office and uh we know that that alexandria casio cortez she was here campaigning in san antonio the other day and uh, i when we're gonna take a break then i want to come back and i want to show you some clips of that but uh aoc she said that uh texas turning blue is inevitable uh, and so she she vowed that it, it's going to happen. It's going to flip blue. And uh, and she said that they would make sure that they unionize the hell out of this state. <laughs> um, somebody needs to smack that in the mouth. Um, I'm serious. So Saturday she was in San Antonio and she was supporting progressive uh, candidates who were here. And uh, she said, um, if we flip Texas, we flip the country. She's not wrong in that regard. Texas turning blue is inevitable. The only question is when we're going to fight for a living wage. We're going to make sure we unionize the hell out of this state. And we're going to make sure that not one dime is made exploited exploitatively across any worker, especially the undocumented. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get wide open borders. You're going to get unionization. It's it's going to be um, a, government's going to get bigger it's going to get more gross. Uh, it's going to have a big bloated spending problem. And, you know, that's what's going to happen when you got a guy like Beto O'Rourke uh, who's running for governor. And hell yeah, hell yeah, we're going to. No, you're not. You can't find your manhood, much less my rifle. So um, the uh, she, this, you got to remember AOC is a person who said that capitalism is uh, irredeemable. So that's what we're headed to. Uh Better do something about it, folks. Go vote. Uh, Ronald Reagan saw it 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since, well, today. (laughs) In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the best people to trust to help you diversify your 401ks and your IRAs into gold, then you're missing the boat, folks. Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has a has your life vest. They're waiting on you to call. Let them help you convert an IRA or 401k into, into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. Thousands of satisfied customers with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text C-H-A-D, I spell it, Chad, to the number 989898. 
right now. Get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. Comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it right now. Text the word CHAD to 989898. CHAD to 989898. 998. Be right back. <laughs> well, well, nobody's, nobody's, we haven't pointed out the fact that we have a new microphone set up. Look at this. We have, we have room for activities, Mark. We got the you can't y'all can't see it. We got the table here. We can put a computer there. We got the new mic arm and stuff. You guys, you got a new table? Look at that. Show the whole thing. We got a table. We got we got room to put stuff. Um, we're gonna put some some barware up here, tequila. some tequila stuff, so we can have our quote booster shots. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got that clip of of AOC. I know everyone was waiting. With bated breath, just to see and hear the beloved horse mouth one, uh, and <laughs> I, I've got a point I want to make about that. Yes, that's me being mean. Play the clip. know she's an idiot right like like everybody out there screaming and stuff i mean they they have to know anybody that's out there screaming for more of of this quote democratic socialism that she's pitching um you know to to sit there and say we want to go deeper in debt we want to really um you talk about exploitation i mean again minimum wage is not supposed to be a living wage it's a starter wage you're not supposed to stay living on minimum wage. And so just that one point alone is like, what you, why, why would you buy into this kind of stuff? But I will say Texas is in trouble. Uh, Texas is very much in trouble. Uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, El Paso, Austin, Houston. Um, you know, I call them the blueberries in the chili. Uh, it's it's those little those big blue cities, man. They're the ones. It's mob rule. We've got to change that. One of my proposals has been: let's make sure that if we're going to add an amendment to the Constitution that's ratified by three quarters of the counties in the state, so that gives places like uh, where was I the other night in in McCamey in Upton County, you know, uh, population nobody, but they got just as much. They should have just as much say as Dallas County. Um, let's 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 let this balance of power uh speak for what it is it's not a mob rule 
Um, but that's that's what they want. Meanwhile, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about where well, I lost it here. Um, oh, Chris. Ah, there it is. All right. I was dropping everything. Federal District Judge Xavier Rodriguez issued a temporary ban Friday on a part of the new Texas law that prohibited election officials from encouraging voters to mail in their ballots. So this is from Daily Caller. The judge voted in favor of Harris County, Texas, that's Houston, whose officials accused the state's voting bill, SB1, signed into law in 2021, of precluding them from assisting voters, according to CNN. The injunction does not affect any voting procedures, Rodriguez wrote. It simply prevents the imposition of criminal and civil penalties against officials for encouraging people to vote by mail if they're eligible to do so. Um, He pushed back, Rodriguez did, uh, on the arguments from the Texas Attorney General's office that banning the enforcement of this provision would create confusion among voters uh, ahead of their state's March 1st primary, according to CNN. The state's election law envisions a punishment of at least six months in prison for any public official to deliberately solicit the submission of an application to vote by mail from a voter who did not request one. It has a chilling effect, the judge reportedly said, of the clause's effect on election officials. They don't know when they're going to run afoul of this vague law. Rodriguez also reportedly took issue with the ambiguity of the law's language, claiming that it was not clear who fell under the category of a public official. So this whole, all of these, all this, the the voter laws, stuff like that, you know, everybody wants the penalties lessened. Why? Because they're screwing with our elections. Um, The elections get screwed with, and and that happens by Republicans and Democrats. It happens on both sides. Uh, I am convinced that the administration that's in power right now with uh, with Greg Abbott, and with, I'm convinced they're meddling in elections. I'm convinced. People say, when I say that, people say, oh, you just, you just, you, you want to have an excuse for when you lose. Arr, arr, arr. No, I'm just telling you the facts are the facts. So they sent out the Secretary of State, who's appointed by the uh, governor, sent out an email to the poll workers for certification, buried deep in, in that email was a video that you have to go in, log into, and you have to watch the video to get certified as a poll worker and a poll watcher. So the problem is the video was hidden. The video was glitchy. uh, The video malfunctioned a lot. The video kicks back or the registration process kicks back your, your username and your password. But here's the problem. It was sent out merely a week before early voting was going to start, which means they were wanting people to be confused or to miss it altogether so the poll workers and the poll watchers aren't they didn't have time in many cases to get the training and get the people recruited that they needed in order to get out there and do this this is happening by the secretary of state these are the kind of things that that lead to problems with our elections and texas is not secure in that regard so you know any attempt to secure it you're going to have these people like rodriguez who's going to come along and um and uh, say, well, you know, you, you, you officials out there encouraging um, mail-in voting, y'all, you shouldn't be penalized for that. We shouldn't be having mail-in voting. Um, absentee ballots are one thing. Absentee ballots are, you know, for people who are uh, essential infrastructure workers or they're medical providers or they are deployed or they are shut in in some form or capacity, uh, whether it's whether it's elderly, geriatric or or disabled in some way. 
um, you know, or you know, first responders who can't get to vote. But again, this this whole thing of the mail-in voters or the drop boxes and all these things, it leads to a problem when it comes to the integrity of our elections. I want us to be able to trust. You know, somebody just sent me a picture, or they tagged me on Facebook, of uh, they voted for me. Now, first of all, people are sending me these pictures. Not legal to be taking pictures of your ballot. <laughs> so let's chill on that, all right? Let's, let's chill on that. Um, my mother, it, she was kind of joking. She goes, she goes, I wish you could get me one of those ballots. Now, that's a mom wanting a keepsake, right? <laughs> that's like, that's definitely illegal. <laughs> We're not going to find you an extra ballot, Mom. Now, you can print off a sample ballot. Those are on all your county uh, websites and uh, county um, election websites. But no. Uh, but it's it, the picture that got, I got tagged in, of course, is a voting machine. It's a voting machine where you have to digitally go in and press the button that's on there. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's too easily manipulated. Um, it, you know, how do you know that the things... Again, there's, there's enough conspiracy in me to just say, I don't trust the machines. I've seen the Terminator. I don't trust the machines. Um, and I don't trust the people who run those machines or calibrate those machines or, or do maintenance on those machines or anything else. Because I, I, anybody that's ever tried to buy something on the Internet has run into problems with the machines at some point in time. There are glitches. There are malfunctions. So I want us to get to a place where we have integrity in elections. Or guess what? We will 100% do what AOC said. We will flip blue. We will flip blue because I promise you, if they, can, if they, could, if they could cheat, steal, whatever they got to do to take power, that's exactly what they're going to do, folks. And uh, it, it's not good. Power is corrupting. It is. And I don't care if it's got an R by its name or a D by its name. We got to make sure that what we're doing has integrity and that we're putting people in office that uh, have some sense of morality and are willing to fight for the people who sent them there and their priorities. And right now, I just don't see that happening. Um, that's, that's the reason I'm in the fight that I'm in. Hey, are you trying to watch this show, but you keep turning the volume up and up and up? Trust me, it's not a volume issue. Did you know nine out of 10 people still buy hearing aids from clinics and pay $5,000 plus, even though much more affordable options exist? That's why you've got to check out MD Hearing Aid. MD Hearing Aid is an FDA-registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD Hearing Aid's Volt Plus model costs over 80% less than clinic hearing aids. Hearing aids require clinic-level care for the best results. Clinic-level care comes from licensed hearing professionals. MD Hearing Aid brings clinic-level care right to you via telemedicine from doctors and licensed hearing professionals. MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw how many of his patients needed hearing aids but couldn't afford them. So he made it his mission to develop a quality hearing aid that anybody can afford. So if you forget to take off your hearing aids in the shower, you don't have to worry about it. The Volt Plus is water resistance up to th in up to three feet of water. It's a deep shower. Plus, it's rechargeable with battery life uh, that lasts up to 30 hours. So how do they make their hearing aids for a fraction of the cost of the clinic hearing aid? Since about 95% of the people who need a hearing aid only require a few settings, MD Hearing Aid uh, simplified the need for certain components uh, not needed by most people. Plus, they cut out the price hiking middleman. MD Hearing Aid has bought a brought affordable hearing to over 600,000 satisfied customers. Plus, they offer 45-day risk-free trial with 100% money-back guarantee so you can buy with confidence. 
Veterans love the MD hearing aid. Uh, and let me tell you something. Those A lot of the folks who have, have been deployed, and they, they got some hearing issues that are going on. So go get clinic-level care for 80% less with MD hearing aid. Go to mdhearingaid.com. Use promo code WATCHCHAD to get their buy one, get one for $299.99 each when you buy a pair deal. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case, $100 value, just for the Chad Prather Show audience. So head to mdhearingaid.com. Use my promo code WATCHCHAD. Buy one, get one for $299.99 each when you get a pair deal. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Exciting stuff. Um, unless you're visiting some of the seedier corners of the internet, uh, you're probably not going to see a better video today than this one. Mark, show the video. Starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore. I don't know about you guys. Every time I watch that video, I think somebody's kind of cutting up the onions nearby. I mean, maybe bring some, you know, maybe some of that dust and pollen into the air as well. Uh, I get a little emotional seeing these kids lose their minds with excitement at the notion that they no longer have to wear a diaper on their face. In fact, you'll notice that a few of those kids are so excited that they just ripped the mask off right then and there, even though the teacher says it's got to stay on for one more day. Because, you know, one more day was what's going to make the difference. Now, if ever there's a sign that some kids will grow up to do things like throwing tea and balls, Austin Harbor and giving the finger to the reigning tyrannical government. It's things like that. But folks, as much as it warms the heart to see these kids shouting and screaming happily at the thought of living like normal human children again, it also bothers me. Because here's the thing. It should have never gotten to this point in the first place. These kids wouldn't know to be screaming gleefully in the face of their lifted restrictions if they'd never had those restrictions in the first place. Now, in the long run, it may be a good thing because historically, the people who appreciate freedom the most are the people who have experienced a lack of it at some point in their lives. Now, it may be the case that this gives those kids the impetus to pay attention to what's going on around them more as they grow up. And they really will lead this nation back into the greatness that we've largely left behind. But at the same time, it's hard to watch because our children never deserve to sink into the morass of subsumed political power that the left has tended like a garden for the past couple of years. I mean, how can we as a society think that that's been okay? How can we have sat back and been complacent when the very physical totems of the woke religion have spread to our children? Now, we're giddy twisting along possibly in the very last moments of our society's tailspin and laughing while we throw up because we think it's all just part of the carnival ride. Newsflash, folks, the job of protecting your children from tyranny until they're old enough to protect themselves is no game. It isn't just an important thing that you do. It's the, it, it's the important thing that you do. And we failed. Liberals and conservatives alike, we failed to fully step in, put our shoulder to the grindstone, and stop this thing before it did irreparable damage. Throughout this pandemic, we have allowed the very fabric of freedom to be torn to such a degree that Lady Liberty lays naked in the street at this point, just awaiting whatever cruel fate will befall her at the hands of the mob. The mob we didn't stop. The mob we didn't stop. Folks, we got to work harder at this. I love this video of these kids, but I would much rather that it never need to have existed in the first place. Let's get our kids out of these public schools. I'm going to keep saying this over and over again every time I get. I mean, 
the fact that they were willing to pull this garbage in the first place, they can deal with the consequential brain drain. And if that institution shrivels up and dies on the vine as a result, well, so be it. We need to reform the damn thing anyway. So take a moment to celebrate the beauty of this video, folks. And then let's get back to work kicking the left's ass out of our lives. And while we're at it, let's just kick big government out of our lives as well. I mean, I don't care if it comes with a D or an R next to the name. If it's big government and, and they're telling you all these things that you want to hear and not doing anything about it. And listen, I'm tired. I'm really tired of these people coming at me going, you're just bashing teachers. No, I've never bashed a teacher. I'm ne- and unless it's somebody that's trying to, you know, we've done the TikToks where they're indoctrinating these kids. You know, we've seen plenty of that kind of stuff. Um, no, by and large, people who are educators are doing a great thing. They want to shape and mold the minds of children in the next generation. But I... I know that their hands are being tied from truly being able to teach and train and test and evaluate and promote. And I want you to be able to do that. I really do. I want you to be able to teach a kid and then and then with a tear in your eye, watch that kid get promoted to the next level. And then you can look at them when they're adults and say, you know, I had that kid in fourth grade. I always knew he was going to be something. I always knew that he was going to amount to something because because he was a little wild at times and and you know he he climbing the walls hyper but I and there was a spark there and I believe that I helped shape that a little bit and and I I want teachers to be able to have that you know not not playing with this kind of indoctrination garbage and so people say well I don't know a single teacher that's indoctrinating a child well uh, yeah you do and whether they mean to or not it's what's happening. Because it's getting built into, it's integrated into the curriculum now. And you have no way to get around it. So uh, I, I don't, I don't, my math doesn't come with an ideology. All right. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to do um, a, a, a algebra with some kind of progressive belief system or any belief system in, in that regard. We're not doing interpretive math here. Just teach the math. Teach the history. You know, yeah, when you get into history, there can be some interpretation there. But let's get back to the point where we're saying, well, this is what we know happened, and stop trying to fill in the blanks. And when it comes to, you know, everything from civics and English, and, and I mean, what was it you said the other day that in Baltimore, that, what was the percentage, 80% of them, are, they can't read. They're reading like a kindergartner. And, and we're just saying that's okay. So, so I, I'm just saying the system has tied the hands of teachers. Teachers don't have authority anymore. I mean, you remember the principal used to get to paddle your ass. And you acted up. And, and I'm, not, you know, I'm not advocating for corporal punishment, but I am advocating for authority to be given back to those people who are in authority. Because here's what we're producing. If you don't have authority... If you're not under authority, you're never going to operate with authority. That's why you're going to grow up to be a smash and grabber, because you don't have any fear of authority. Well, my God, authority and understanding, it starts in the home. It should expand to your educational institutions. It should expand to the church. Uh, You know, the places where you go, people that you should revere and people that you should respect, people who God has placed in authority over you. We don't let them express that authority anymore because now it's just bullying and it's shaming and it's mean. Well, you see what you're going to get, folks. That is the culture that's got to change. We'll be right back. 
What's that? I'll tell you, I mean, if you guys want to continue talking on this whole authority thing, I can do it till I'm blue in the face. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. There's no doubt Joe Biden is a mental case. But how many of you pray for Joe Biden? All right. So, so you want to, you want to, um, you, you want to, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to those of you who say you pray, you, you're faith-based, you're, you're Christian, whatever you want to be. How many of you, how many of you pray for Joe Biden? And the Bible tells you to, whether you agree with him or not, right? Um, uh, Romans 13, verse 1, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So even when it's the authorities you don't agree with, there's a reason they're there. There's a reason they're in the place they're in. Sometimes God gives you merciful rulers. Sometimes he gives you dictators. And so, you know, and people say, oh, God would never. Yeah, well, 1 Peter 2.13 says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. And so for years, we've, you know, we've, we've believed in the divine providence of God in America. And, you know, I've, I talk about the state of Texas and you can see God's hand operating. And now government's gotten so big, we kind of thumb our nose at God's providence and we say, okay, we'll just take it from here. And we've gotten reliant on this big government garbage. Um, and sometimes when you do that, God says, okay, uh, you want a king? Well, I'll give you a king. Uh, you know, remember what the Israelites said? They said, we want to be like the other nations. We want you to give us a king. And God said, I, I'm not going to give you a king. I don't want to give you a king. And so finally he says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you what you deserve. I, I won't give you grace and mercy. I'll give you what you claim you want. And uh, you'll get what you deserve. So I'm going to give you, and that's when King Saul came along. And so King Saul came along. King Saul was not a great king. He was not a great king. But then a guy came along who was unlikely, who was f- very flawed, named David. He had no qualifications, but the scripture says he was a man after God's own heart. Now, this was a dude who was an adulterer. He was a murderer. Uh, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't on the who's who's list of, you know, the people you think is God's guy. God said he's, got a, he's a man after my own heart. So you've you got to be careful because at the end of the day, God is the one who places the authority over you. And you may, you may not understand the person that he places. But I want to encourage you with that. You want authority, learn to operate under authority, even when that authority is not the greatest uh, that we could possibly have. The Bible says, First Peter says again, or Second Peter, he says, God gives grace to the humble and he resists the proud. Big government is an affront to God's grace. So as long as we're embracing the benefits of big government, like AOC said, we're going to unionize the hell out of this state. You keep doing that, and God, God's going to resist, God's going to resist uh, the proud because big government's an affront to his grace. And, and I'll go one step further. You want to keep mocking God? Galatians 6 says, be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, he will also reap. That phrase in the Greek language, to mock God, means to thumb your nose at God in his ways. You're just thumbing your nose and saying, we'll do it our way. Let's do a TikTok. So we went to the pool, 
and then I and then I asked my friend who was named Anna if she was a girl or a boy because I didn't remember if she was a girl or a boy or a day. So I asked them if they were day, boy or girl because I didn't remember. And then then that's good, right? It's good. Thanks. So you saw that they had long braids and you saw that she was wearing one piece bathing suit. But yeah. even though she was dressed like a girl, you still weren't sure because people can dress however, right? Yes. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. So, there. <laughs> Kid didn't know what he's looking at. <laughs> so, if I understand that video right, it was a boy who was dressed like a girl. Yes. And the kid was trying to figure it out. Yes. Right? And, uh, and the teacher decided to put this on TikTok to see how woke her kids are. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, kids aren't mo supposed to be woke. The kids are supposed to be kids, um, which, again, th this is what happens when we're operating. I'm going to keep hammering this dead horse here. We got to get you, this authority thing. You know, this is a teacher. This is a teacher. We've got to stop making ideologies into, into policies. We've got to stop indoctrinating kids. Uh, and this is the kind of thing that's got to stop, folks. Um, because, again, it gets harder and harder to submit to authority when the craziness and the nonsense of authority is run amok. And it, it absolutely – see, this is what happens. So, so teachers like that and, and teachers' unions and, and school boards and superintendents and all that, they're not operating under authority themselves. That's why they've lost all authority. And it just, it's like a swamp out there. And, and again, your elected officials, they, they, they're trying, they're abusing power because they're not operating with any sense of accountability either. They're not operating with any sense of authority over them. So that's why, that's why this is a government um, for the people, by the people. We're the ones who are in power. And, and, and these folks, they go to Washington, D.C., they go to Austin, they go to wherever your state capital is. They get into a position of power. They forget that it's delegated authority given to them by you, the electorate. And they don't understand there should be consequences when they when they act like, you know, godless heathens in those positions of power and start acting like dictators. So, folks, we got an opportunity. We have an opportunity right now. These primary elections as well, heading into these midterm elections in November, we've got an opportunity to get these crazy ass big government people out of there. Get them out of there. Stop putting Turtle Head back in there and, and Lindsey Graham and Nancy Pelosi and stop putting these people in there. And I'll remind everybody, Greg Abbott in the state of Texas has been in state politics almost 30 years. Almost 30 years. Now, you want to complain about, you complain about Joe Biden being there for 48? Greg Abbott's catching up. He's catching up, folks. Enough is enough. You want to call it term limits, whatever you want to do. Just go overwhelm the freaking ballot box, and let's get this nonsense. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, I can't quote the scripture and say bullshit in the same sentence. But, you know, I saw what happened to that. Uh, Heather McDonald, when she cracked her skull the other day after talking about the Lord's. So I try to keep myself in check a little bit, Chris. Anyway, y'all hang tight. We're going to be right back. chadnude.com that's where you need to go you sign up blaze tv um i will tell you chris i i read the great reset glenn's new book uh and, and, and now i love it and now i'm um listening to the audio version of it 
because, you know, Glenn likes to ad-lib a little bit. Does he? Yeah, so he threw some more stuff in the audio. Really? That's not in the book. So I encourage oh. people to get both. Um, read the book, dog ear it, highlight it, all that stuff. I'm going to be on Glenn's show Thursday morning at 10 Central, so be sure to tune in uh, where you get the Glenn Beck radio program. Uh, but, hey, chadnude.com would be your one-stop shop for all of that stuff. Go leave us a rating and a review for the podcast. Five stars is what we take. It's all we take, and it's what we deserve. Uh, and I'm going to see you guys around the state. I love y'all. God bless you. We will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.